Welcome to episode 145 of the Campus Comics Cast, and we are happy to report that none of us were laid off from Twitter this week. Of course, none of us were working at Twitter either, but uh, I don't know, did either of you get your uh, account suspended because you changed your name to Elon Musk? <laughs> no, and I'm not. Okay. Gonna but I saw a lot of people doing that. I yeah. I don't even get on there often, and I saw that. I don't but think I'll get the blue check either because I just don't. Even though I just now started using Twitter more, I've just actually become a little bit more active. And then to come up with this eight dollar a month subscription to get the verified <laughs> check. Oh. Well, you can get verified as yourself. So if if I were to get the blue check on Twitter, I would be Scott Reed on Twitter. And who would you be? <laughs> I'd be Mike Atchison. And I'd be Shad Schubert. So there you go. That's we're as blue as we're going to get right now, because we're not going to talk about Twitter any longer. We're going to talk about DC Comics. So this month, we're going to work into the previous catalog for November for items generally shipping in January. And of course, we're the podcast for Muddy Monster Comics, located at 1422 Walnut Street in Murfreesboro, Illinois. So uh, you guys have anything to add before we uh, jump into DC? I don't think so. think so? All right. Well, I guess page one is a good place to start, right? Batman issue 131. Uh, we have Chip Zdarsky starting his second arc on the Batman book, and he has a new artist, uh, Mike Hawthorne. Uh, why does that name sound familiar to me? <sighs> I went to school Boy. with a Mike Hawthorne. Not to know. <laughs> Yeah, it does sound familiar, but it must be something in indie. I don't see. I don't think he's ever done any okay. DC work. Looks like right. Deadpool, Wonder Woman. Okay, yeah, I just maybe, felt like maybe it's one. something I should know, but uh, but I guess not. You know, I think I maybe was um, confusing the name with. Is it Underwood that's doing Human Target? Who's doing Human Target? Oh, it's know. Greg Smallwood. Smallwood. Okay, Smallwood. Maybe I was getting the name confused could be so yeah okay. um i don't know anything else to add for uh batman uh no i'm just glad that uh, after that last month's solicitation for batman 130 i thought it was like they were just the way they worded it that it was wrapping up or it said chip zadarsky's fantastic mm-hmm. run blah 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 wrapping up and i'm thinking please don't be <laughs> all there is and it's not right. so they must I, have been alluding to the team it was the the I, team of him and jorge fornez wrapping up together or something yeah, yeah. why well, I, I thought they were just in wrapping up the first arc is what i, I think i kind of had settled on so all right well page page two uh we have lazarus planet alpha number one now i read this description following the explosive literally events of batman versus robin number four the lazarus volcano has erupted spewing dangerous and transformative chemicals into Earth's atmosphere. Uh, has anybody at DC read Earth X? Because this is basically kind of like the premise for Earth X. Oh. <laughs> it's the Terrigen Mists uh, that basically give everybody on the planet superpowers. Uh, well, so. actually, uh, this is Mark Wade written. Mm-hmm. And what this harkens to is when he did Underworld Unleashed, there was a demon, which okay. there's a demon in this story named Neron that granted uh, villains and and heroes alike enhanced powers for their soul. And Wade has a penchant for doing stories like this. So I didn't know this was the, the, um, the sort of the basic plot of this until you just read it, but I'm telling you, and then knowing that this is Mark Wade, Mark Wade 
this is right up his alley. He'll he's going to you're going to have a bunch of new powered, newly powered characters um, for good or for ill. But it's it, it's right along those lines of what he did with uh, Underworld Unleashed. All right. Oh, so it looks like there is a start in the next big event. Lots and lots of pages of Lazarus Planet uh, leading into the, the next few things. Anybody want to talk about anything on these next few pages? Well, it's just I'm, I'm thankful that it's not a multi uh, month crossover. It's just four one shots. So it's going to be a pretty compact story. Are you um, sure? Uh, they all I thought I noticed on Diamond on the um, pull box that they were all one shots. Or maybe it was on DCBS I was looking. Well, because DC's been doing a lot of those one shot that tie in with the the main storyline. I mean, look at Dark Crisis. Dark Crisis had tons of right, right. In addition to the Dark Crisis story, so I I don't know that we won't see more Lazarus Planet next month. Well, we could, but they all listed as one shots. Uh, I mean, this this story drives out of World's Finest, um, which led into the Batman versus Robin. Which now leads into this, so okay. maybe it is like it, it's a one. It's it, it's title jumping. It'll be two months worth of one shot. So there's an alpha, and then there's the other three issues this month, and then in next month's catalog we'll see two other one shots, and then an omega. So it'll be oh, a total okay. of what's that seven books. Well, then there's also Monkey Prince number ten, which apparently is at least a loose tie-in mm. story. That's a Batman versus Robin tie-in, though. That's, oh, that's different than true. Lazarus Planet. Oh, okay. <laughs> my bad. <laughs> uh, my next thing is on page 16, so whatever you guys have till page 16. I've got 12. Uh, on 12, we've got mm-hmm. the start of season three of the Batman The Adventures Continue, which is the Batman animated series kind of series that they've been doing. Um, and I guess this will be their final season, uh, that they're, they're calling for this. It's going to be seven issues. And, uh, the, I mean, if nothing else, this has been a a cool run of stories to just, if you're a fan of the original animated series, the same writers creative team is, is connected to it. And you get to see some of the characters that we didn't actually get to see in the cartoon uh, show up in the comics. So. I'm sure we'll get a couple more of those throughout the season three of that. We've read all of season one for the podcast, but I did not read any of season two. I've so. got all of season two in in single issues and didn't touch a single one of them. <laughs> <laughs> I thought that I probably should go back and read because I did it yeah. in season one. So. Now, isn't the writer from St. Louis, Alan Burnett? Oh, I don't know. Maybe not. Maybe I'm I don't thinking know of someone else. Someone with a name similar to that, but I don't have time to research. Well, you're not his thinking Wikipedia. about Rick Burchett, are you? I might be thinking of Rick Burchett. Yes. I bet. Yeah, he's yep. from St. Louis. Yeah, that's him. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> All right. We both had our one mistake. Mike, Shad, you're the one <laughs> left that's allowed to make a mistake in this. Oh, episode. I'll do it. Yeah. No problem. All right. <laughs> I said, I'm on 16. So, whatever you guys have till 16. I got 20 is my next one. Okay. So, uh, I. Mike, do you want to talk about 16? Uh, I can. Uh, I mean, all the thing is, is like super action is going to become the super family book. So instead of being having a bat family book, now we're going to have a super family book. So they're basically taking action and it's going to have three stories uh, in each issue. 
for at least a little while. So it's going to be the Superman family. Oh, interesting. So, yeah. Yeah, well, that's that's right up my alley. I mean, you got Uh well, this is okay. So in one way, it does kind of appeal to me. You've got Superman. Let's just call him Superman Prime. He's he's Kal-El. He's the, the OG Superman. But his family literally is has expanded to what's just on the cover three, four, five, six, seven additional superpowered people. And if, if they don't have some differences in powers, uh, I'm going to be a little bit disappointed because you kind of take the specialness away from Superman when you've got, and I don't even know how, I mean, I get his son, Jonathan is the one there on the right. And that's Kara Supergirl with a whole new look. Uh, you've yeah, got they're all getting new costumes except for Superman, and of course you have the '90s Superboy there on the. the yeah. So who's left. okay? So you got two Superboys it looks like, mm-hmm. other than one is Connor Kent, mm-hmm. the clone that's half Luthor and half and half Superman. Superman. Who's the one on the right? Is oh I know that is that's um the Chinese the Superman. Oh okay. yeah, the new Superman. Yeah. Yes, new yeah. Superman, and you've got. Uh, Steele's daughter um, Natasha who she's a great character she was in that War World mm-hmm. um, arc and then I have no idea who's if either that's Lois Lane that's got superpowers and a younger kid don't know but is that, is that like a younger version of Jonathan Kent are they gonna have a young John Kent and an older John Kent <laughs> I'd be happy if they just had the young John Kent I didn't like when Dan Jurgens aged both him or aged him from age like eight to 15 overnight. Um, I, but I, I'm going to say, I don't care for the costumes that much myself. So. No, I'm not, I'm not too, I'm not overwhelmed by this either. I'll get a couple issues. I was getting so the, anyway, so. the next page uh, has the characters broken down and it has their names twins. written down on who they are. <laughs> so yeah, they're well, the does, twins. The, the I don't twins, know who the twins yeah, are. Who's twins. <laughs> uh, uh, well, you've got this John. It looks like he's got blue lightning Superman powers. Electric huh. Superman. Or electric Superman, yeah. <laughs> I don't know. Well, I guess we'll just have to see. Yep. Wait and see. All right. My next thing's on 21. I know somebody said they had something on page 20. So. Oh, yeah. On uh, 20 is DC Power, a celebration, uh, which is a celebration of uh, Black History Month with all of the DC characters that are uh, fall under that category, obviously. Uh, so, uh, you know, we, we're going to get some some anthology stories for Cyborg, Jon Stewart, Aqualad, Kid Flash, Batwing, Vixen, Amazing Man, and more. Um, I always like these anthologies because in, in, as someone who isn't, uh, it doesn't have a vast knowledge, you know, reading some little stories to introduce myself to some of these characters is, is yeah. cool. So I'll be picking pages. this one up. That's a big one. That's a big one. That's a lot of content. So, any new characters in that? I'm looking. I didn't see. I didn't see any new characters listed. So, um, so yeah, I don't. I don't. I don't see any new characters. And you everybody know, on the cover looks familiar. Yeah. yeah. You got the new Batman, um, mm-hmm. John Ridley's Batman, mm-hmm. which I, I I'm a little frustrated that they really don't. I mean. John Ridley's still writing that book, and it's in the back of the catalog, barely, yep. you know, it's got the postage stamp solicitation, and I was enjoying that um, quite a bit, but it's like almost all of the 
attention just got turned back away from it. Uh, page anyway. 21, page 21, we have Flash 791. So the uh, one minute war is now going to span at least two months. So, um, <laughs> and they're going to get two books, two books here in January. You're going to have Flash 791 and then a Flash one minute war special. So, uh, yeah, so I guess uh, it can take two months to ca- could cover what happens in 60 <laughs> seconds uh, here inside Flash uh, 790. So maybe 790 is only the first 20 seconds of the 60 second war that's right <laughs> I, I don't know but I, I i am still interested in that idea so. yeah mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah it does look appealing uh flash 123 is on the same page uh the facsimile edition i know i have either i don't know the silver age or millennial millennium edition or something but it's not a full facsimile so as i have been doing i'll i'll purchase this as well I just got a comment on page 25. Uh, on 22, I just, I, it's just, it's issue two for Danger Street. But the more I see this, the more I am getting intrigued about what is going to be happening in this this book. I was just kind of on the outside of it originally, but now I'm kind of going, <laughs> okay, I'm, I'm curious what this is going to be like. I'm, I'm definitely going to uh, try to read it, probably not as it comes out, but I'll be delayed a little bit. Yeah, some of the characters I'm like, I'm super interested in what they're going to do with. And some of them I have like zero desire to read about. <laughs> you know, it's like I have zero desire to read about the green team. Yeah. Uh, you know, am I interested with what's happening with like Warlord and Manhunter and even Lady Cop? Yeah, but green team, no. So it's going to be tough to see how that gets, how that gels together. <laughs> right. A lot of Tom King stuff, it seems to read better as a collection so i'm getting the single issues but i may wait until the end to go ahead and read it or maybe read the first six books together and then i would could do that yeah or no we don't have to necessarily read it for the podcast <laughs> oh, okay. there's, there's but we will law. you know we it's will not in our, it's not in our bylaws that we are it's in our contract to, yeah <laughs> <laughs> yeah uh, anything else for 25 Okay, I just want to chat. I just want to see if you are aware of the fact that the Dead Boy Detectives show up in season three of Doom Patrol on HBO Max. I heard this, and I remember okay. that they were being cast, but I I haven't I'm I have I never made it past episode one of Doom Patrol. Okay, so I, well they show up for there. one episode, so you at least probably need to go and and find the one episode. It's later in the season. It's okay. Like, you know, so and you could probably, and I can just show up and drop in on it. You think like it's probably because you're watching okay. more for those characters. You know those characters. So right. Absolutely. Yeah. So it probably wouldn't be too okay. big of a loss. So it actually was interesting. It's I'm half tempted to like go back and research these guys a little bit, and maybe try to read some of their other stuff. So yeah, it didn't. Uh, I I don't know. And maybe having not read the characters, maybe I'm uh you know not made as, it cooler. Uh, yeah, they they may they may be different than what they were portrayed in the show, but it seems like it would be pretty authentic. So, cool. You'll have to tell me. So yeah. I will. Yeah, I have to check that out. <laughs> I got on DC. So yeah, I got twenty six. Uh, this is just as a as a as a PSA. Uh, Swamp Thing Green Hell number one second printing is going to be coming out in January, meaning that they're finally getting back on track with the the story that they started to tell 
December of last year is when the first issue came out originally. And then we got not we didn't it's a three part a three issue and we didn't get issue two or three at all whatsoever. Come to find out that uh, the that Doug, Doug Mankey had some like health personal issues that he needed to take off for. And so never got finished with two and three. So he's back on track. So he and Jeff Lemire are going to get issue two and three out in February and March will be their release date. So this will be a regular monthly. Uh, and so I guess they just decided to do a second printing on one to remind everybody that hey this is a book that came out so when they see two they are confused <laughs> that's right yeah <laughs> and i'm done now mike you got anything else in dc you want to talk about no i'm good oh wow okay i was like skimming through like trying to find something else to, <laughs> to uh to mention but uh even like last issues or something like that but i'm not really I mean, it's getting close to the end of the Human Target run, uh, mm-hmm. issue 11. Uh, I haven't read anything past like five or six on that. So, um, Fables, that 12 issue extension, is on the ninth of the, those 12 issues. So that's kind of running, winding down. Uh, I didn't realize it until this month when I looked at the Justice Society solicitation but it's also just a 12 issue series it's not a an ongoing well that's they solicit those as ongoing until they decide they're not going to be ongoing <laughs> yeah well so now they say it's just 12 they're... they decided already it, without the first <laughs> issue coming out that it's going to be <laughs> just 12 12 issues yeah i guess they're looking at the pre-order number maybe oh, nope all right 12 issues <laughs> yep all right marvel all right, so I guess it's the cover of, yeah, no, first page of Marvel. I don't have a cover. So, uh, <laughs> is, is first page the Disney Avengers? The Disney, yeah, the Disney. Now, this is unfortunately just a variant for it's Amazing so frustrating. Spider-Man 17, right? I was thinking, oh, we're going to get a what if of the Disney characters as Avengers, but no, it's a variant cover for Amazing Spider Man 17. I uh, I was so excited when I saw this because I was like this I I want this now yeah. and so now they tease me and and what's gonna, gonna be the to. problem is they have so this is the I guess Disney hundred years is is what mm-hmm. we're going into in 2023 so every month there's gonna be a really cool Disney cover with the characters because mm-hmm. they're gonna do a variant cover once a month and it's just gonna be frustrating that they're not actual books that they're gonna release every month. <laughs> Page two, we've got, uh, I guess, the big story arc is Dark Web going through all the Spider-Man books and and some ancillary titles related to or not even necessarily related to uh, Spider-Man. So I uh, haven't read any of these, haven't been picking up Spider-Man. So uh, not sure how interested I am in, in what's going on here. I don't know, either of you thinking about picking this up? No. All right. Page seven. <laughs> Moving on. <laughs> Avengers War Across Time, issue one of five. Apparently, this is going to be Paul Levitt's uh, first writing work at uh, Marvel Comics. So, and you're going to have art by Alan Davis, which he's no slouch. So, oh no. Uh, basically, yeah. Basically, we got the original Avengers, uh, you know, fighting Hulk, kind of arc, uh, you know, going back to that original, you know, first couple issues of the Avengers, but we're mixing Kang up into the into the story so yeah a little bit of a you know time traveling uh with uh, Paul Levitz and Alan Davis and the original Avengers 
Yeah, I, I've got a mark to pick up. I mean, I mean, Paul Levitz, like a lot of writers, they they might be over, he might be past his prime, but um, with Alan Davis art on top of it, I don't know how he could pass it up. Yeah. And it's original or it's you know, yeah, early or original Avengers. That's more my style as well. Page eight, Scarlet Witch gets another solo title. Uh, again, it's not solicited as a limited series, but I'm sure within a couple of months, it will become a two or three of six or 12 or whatever the case may be. The art looks great. It does. Yeah, Sarah Pacelli, she's pretty good. Um, my next thing's actually, my next thing's not until page 76. Oh, buddy. Yeah, there's not a whole lot here in Marvel that, I, that really jumped out at me. It's like a lot of continuing titles. You know, I'm still picking up Captain America and, and some of those other books, but uh, nothing new really jumping out at me. I'm On flagged, page... Uh, oh, go ahead. Sorry. No, I'm just going to say 42. Oh, I, I flagged 14. Uh, just It's a Joe Fixit uh, new miniseries for that. Um I was new to the Joe Fix It thing, so I was like, oh, you know, when we read when we read uh, Mortal Hulk, and so I guess Peter David created Joe Fix It, uh, or at least named him yeah. as the, and uh, so he's returning to the character for a, a a thing that feels like yeah, it's a Joe Fix It story, but it seems like it's it's in Vegas and he's potentially going toe to toe with Kingpin yeah. and Spider-Man is is going to be some sort of middleman to kind of keep the peace between the two of them. <laughs> so it and the story seems kind of like it might be a cool cool story but it's like okay is that a Spider-Man story is that you know seems out of place but no, it's, I mean well that was whatever Joe Fixit showed up that's where he was he was a bouncer in our okay grunt in Las Vegas so oh uh, okay and Peter David you know, as you mentioned, we're going to see a uh, facsimile for his Joe Fixit's first appearance mm -hmm. later in the catalog. So. And that's all 70, I've got. Yeah, I'm on 76, so my 40, got? Uh, just 42. It's just another facsimile edition, Incredible Hulk number one. Um, this, you know, is it's the is he man or monster or is he both cover? <laughs> uh, he's a gray Hulk. Um, and that's, you know, at this point, I'm like, I'm pretty satisfied just getting a facsimile edition to, to be able to look <laughs> at the, I'm not ever going to buy a lot of these uh, key issues, you know, um, if they're over a certain price. So, um, yeah, I, I, I see on the next, next page, I didn't plan on speaking about, but it's got Wonder Man and the Beast. Uh, it's called Avengers 2, Wonder Man and Beast, Marvel Tales, number one. Written by Roger Stern and art by Mark Bagley, and I can only imagine Wonder Man's getting a, an appearance, um, you know, due to his upcoming movie appearance or TV show appearance. TV show, yeah, TV yeah. show. Uh, going back a page, the same page as the Incredible Hulk facsimile edition. There's where that Incredible Hulk 347 reprints the Joe uh, Fixit, you know, origin first appearance. However mm -hmm. you want to uh, define that, so. 76 still 76 for me so did, did yeah. your did your copies of this have three blank pages randomly in the middle uh just out of curiosity mm -hmm. the digital edition no. goes 55 blank page blank page blank page and then <laughs> 56 57 
So. <laughs> Marvel has trouble with their digital editions for some reason. No covers, blank pages. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, they're know. saving paper and ink. Yeah, that's what it is. They, they can't afford to put a cover on these digital books. So, you know, <laughs> it's like a return, in a way, you know, they're already marked. That's return, right. So. Uh, page 76, we got the um, a while back in the catalog, they had the beta edition of the multiverse Marvel multiverse role playing game. So now they are releasing the uh, hardcover for the actual, uh, I guess, the official release of the game. For anybody who's an R- RPG fan, you just need three six sided dice and you're good to go on that. And then this, I can't decide how I feel about this. Page 86. They have been doing the Marvel Masterworks for a long time now, according to this, for 330 volumes. All right, so now they are apparently starting over, and this time they're going to be the Marvel Remasterworks. <laughs> so they're going to oh. apparently recolor them and you know include some extra material in these books. But I'm looking at the books, and I don't know how you're going to be able to tell the difference from the masterworks from the remasterworks, because they all here, they only say masterworks on the cover, but they're going back to Amazing Fantasy uh, 15, you know, the FF book, I think, is here. Yeah, and they don't say remasterworks, so I'm, I'm, my question is, is how are we going to tell these apart? Um, and it looks like they're, I mean, they're soliciting way far out. I mean, some of these are, um, I, I, gosh, I was looking at some of the solicit dates. I thought they were here. Oh, yeah, well, it's right there in red. So May 2023, July 2023, mm. August 2023, June 2023. You know, and then they're still soliciting the regular Marvel Masterworks mm-hmm. um, as well. So, uh, so if you were the type of person who was looking for, you know, Having a complete early Marvel collection, you can start now, remaster works, and then just build towards them. And if you, you know, you're talking about one hardback book a month, but you know, we know there's at least 330 something of these. So you're going to be locked in for, let's see, 12 books a year, <laughs> the next 30, <laughs> the next almost 30 years. So you know, if you're a completist, uh, you uh, <laughs> might be setting yourself up for failure. So, is that remaster work something new? The way they're wording it is that? Brand new. They're starting over and they're adding, they're recoloring apparently, and adding in well, like notes and comments and maybe original art. I know. I just one of those hardcovers I bought from Dennis through Mike mm-hmm. was a remaster works, and I had a heck of a time trying to put it into CLZ. No, it was a, it wasn't a remaster works because these are brand new. It was a master works. Marvel Masterworks well, uh, is what you bought. Okay, keep talking. All right. Stand okay. by. All right. So he's going to go. Stand by. <laughs> am I going to be wrong twice in one episode? Which is not I don't know because it, it seems Mike as though this is new. Wrong. This is brand new because <laughs> yeah. yeah, because they you know they're soliciting these and making a big deal about this here in the right. catalog because they're still doing the Marvel Masterworks. If you look at page, uh, what page is that? Eighty-eight. They have yeah. the Avengers volume yeah, twenty. You're right. It's 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 not Masterworks. It's re. Marvel Comics represents <laughs> the first ever. It's Marvel could Comics you, number one. Could you say that again? Oh, uh, okay. Could you say that the first part again? Shad said you were right. I'm oh, not sure. Oh, okay. Shad just, you know, Shad's easy to get along with. He just, I just, uh, yeah, hey, I'm I just out your rights. Yeah. Uh, Mike says you're right. Uh, you know, if this was, uh, you know, 
negotiations, Shad would be the mediator. That's right. <laughs> <laughs> no, you're right. All right, moving on. All right, moving on. That's okay. I think that's everything I have here out of Marvel as well. So me too. And I don't like not having much, but I don't. It's well, Marvel and DC was like zilch. Of course, do you want to go? I mean, we really don't want to go in and talk about the stuff that we're like. Like I said, I'm still buying Captain America and Shang Chi. No, and yeah, right. Yeah, other books. But do we want to say that every single month? Oh, I'm picking. No, up. Right. Say the yeah, same thing every month. Yeah. No. And by the way, that's the on that that whole um, uh, Lazarus uh, plant yeah. Lazarus mm-hmm. planet. That is, it's called the Devil Nezha that looks like Trigon. Really. And I'm while we were talking, I was trying to figure out if he's meant to look like Trigon, and maybe there's going to be a surprise at the end. Now that you mentioned Raven has sisters, I mean, this could be like. I don't. I just got this feeling there might be a, something like that because it's especially that that cover to Alpha um, Alpha One or whatever that's called. That looks like way too much like Trigon. <laughs> yeah. So are we on the big book. We are on yep. the big book. Okay, so uh, like we talked about before, I do not have a physical or digital copy of this, so I am just using the Previews World pull box uh, to uh, to go through this. So we're going to have to kind of. Uh, break it down by uh, like publisher or something like that. Mm-hmm. So. We get to guess what page you're on, and then we'll yeah. go find it, and then yeah. we'll say what page you're on. Okay, oh, oh, that will work too. I do have written down the publisher <laughs> names, so um, I think we'll not get too far out of order here. Cool. Um, on some stuff. But you're going alphabetical after that, right? Like you're in publisher, and then it's alphabetical. Yeah, but I can I can you know bounce back and forth between the publisher. I sent you that, that so. website that. Um, illegally republished oh, well, reviews. You know, somebody somebody wanted to move this uh, episode up a day, so my plan, was to, my plan yeah. was to go through the catalog. Oh, touche, touche, yes. So yes. yeah, so I'm uh, I had to scramble to to get gotcha. in my comments. So. <laughs> All right, <laughs> just another gig. You got me. You got punches me. have been thrown. <laughs> throwing hands, throwing hands. <laughs> all right um all right image of course image um, uh, i guess we do want to remind everybody get your catalog orders in you know preferably by the 18th of each month so as we record this we're recording this on the 7th so hopefully uh, you'll got enough you'll have enough time uh, having uh, seen this to get in your orders and get those and get those submitted so uh Image Comics. Uh, I'll, I'll throw out Black Cloak. Um, hey, you're you're. The, that's the first one. Okay, I, I kind of. It's on page you know, thirty-four. Page thirty-four. Thank you very much. So we have uh, we have Black Cloak here, uh, written by Kelly Thompson. I guess this is her first work um, at Image Comics. So they mentioned Blade Runner in the solicit. That's about all that it took for me. Um, <laughs> I did kind of look at some of the preview art and it. You know they're they're they almost lost me with the saga esque drama, so I'm not I'm not a big saga fan. So, but uh, Blade Runner will keep me in. I'm definitely going to give this a shot. Plus, I just like my science fiction. So. That's right. I was all well, in. It's... I was all in on page 35 when they were describing the last city in you know on in the world, the city mm-hmm. of Kuros. But then I seen the art in the later pages, and I'm like, I just don't know if I can. It just looks too cartoonish, simplistic to me, and not in the way that I know sometimes that can be good. But I'm not, you know, I'm more of a traditionalist when it comes to art. So 
doesn't mean it's going to be bad. It might make it make the story great. Right. But it's going to definitely make it unique. So yeah. You know, now if the cover, if the interior art were like the cover art, man, the cover art is really really yeah. cool with this, you know, negative space color and yeah, all that stuff. It's, it's what do you think, Shad? You're you're the good art. Uh, <laughs> Well, I, uh, I, I enjoy, I like the bold lines. I'm a bold line. You, you know, it's really easy to grab me when it comes to the kind of more indie style art when it's these thick lines like that. Um, so I, I was in on that. I really like, I'm with you. I like this first page of just kind of explaining everything, the big kind of mountainous, uh, kind of, uh, image we have there. Uh, I do, I did. So this actually came out on Substack as an exclusive first. And this oh, is its okay. first time in print. Um, and and I got chapter one of this, which is like the first 18 pages. And I read through it last night because I knew we were going to talk about it a little bit. And I was underwhelmed with the story itself. It wasn't carrying me through a lot. Now, this is a triple length first issue. So it's like mm-hmm. it's 56 pages for five bucks. Yeah. So there's a lot more to it than what I had with my ver- with my first 18 pages of it. Um, but yeah, I was, I was just a little bit underwhelmed with, with the kind of delivery of it. The artwork I didn't fall into as much as the, uh, the story itself wasn't quite doing it for me as much as I wanted it to. Uh, but I like the concept. And it's the B cover. I'm looking at this and it's the B cover that I think is the really, really cool cover. I just realized not the, oh, okay. not the A cover. The B cover is the one that the I white, like. the white one. Yeah. Uh, DeCall is the artist mm-hmm. on the B cover. Jeff DeCall. So yeah, yeah. super cool. Very sci-fi <laughs> looking cover on that one. So it's definitely, definitely I would, if I order this, I probably will. I will definitely be ordering cover B uh, for this one. So um anybody want to talk about immortal sergeant besides me what, uh, you oh. can go ahead okay all right so uh, i'm gonna say i don't know what page it's on but immortal sergeant's eight issue series 38 and this is going to be for the joe kelly deadpool fans is all i can say that's not <laughs> that's not for me but i know that there are people out there who are big joe kelly fans uh like a little bit of the irreverent humor so eight issues you know i figure you gotta try it <laughs> Yeah, it's uh, I never read I Kill Giants, but I've heard good things about that, and I guess this is the team who did that as well. Uh, but the the yeah, the kind of the retire or on its on his way out detective who catches a break on his the the case that he's been trying to solve for decades, kind of a thought was cool. And then I'm I'm not sure about the the being stuck with his his son. Like I I think there's definitely some comedy to it but it's like well why is he stuck with his son i guess that's why you have to read it you have to find out but exactly that's how that's 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 what they stick you with it wasn't enough it's not enough to pull me in though it's like i need more and i'm not a i'm not a giant black and white comic guy so i don't know if i'll pick this one up i I don't plan on picking it up but i felt it was with the joe kelly i thought it it should be mentioned you know joe kelly uh, i i remember reading some of the justice league issues i i guess it's the same joe kelly i haven't read anything by him in 15 years probably but in the mid 2000s he had a, a good run in justice league as well as this little spinoff series called justice league elite with uh doug monkey and so that's that alone manchester manchester black yeah that's yeah, yeah. manchester black was uh, first brought in there mm-hmm. so yeah um, okay also from image uh, I will mention that we're getting another Spawn book. This one's just a two-issue, 
uh, book. It's uh, Spawn Unwanted Violence. Um, <laughs> not anything by McFarlane on this one. So just a uh, just a new two issue series just to expand on the Spawn universe. So fans of Spawn should that up. And uh, one last thing is lots of Invincible stuff. Uh, mostly <laughs> like all of the trades are being made available at this again this time. But you have the facsimile edition of Invincible number one. Uh, you know, if you don't already own that book, you're probably not going to get it particularly cheap. Unless, well, I guess they have the image first, which are also solicited this month for Invincible number one. But the other one that caught my eye was that there's an Undeluxe edition, <laughs> which I take it to mean it is. I'm trying to find it here on the uh, on the page. It's black and white. Yeah, but it's black and white, so it's almost like a um, almost like an artist edition type. Yeah, it would be kind of cool. But uh, I'm about to do a search here. So Undeluxe, where are you? There you are. The Invincible Undeluxe found it on page 53. If, if, if the listeners wanted to know <laughs> they what do they say here Prepare yourself, da, da. yeah in stunning black and white <laughs> mm-hmm. so they're guys... they're doing the uh the undeluxe being the play on i guess the deluxe versions of walking dead that they're doing with color uh, uh, Is, there you go that's that's what it's just a it's, it's a the, thing it's a kirkman double dip kind of a thing that i mean it's cool for walking dead but i don't know if mm-hmm. The undeluxe will catch on. No, no, I'm sure that's only <laughs> going to be the first issue. I don't, I don't. You don't think they're going to do the full run like they're doing Walking oh, Dead? No, 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 no. There's no way. <laughs> <laughs> I bet they'll try. <laughs> well, I guess if they can sell enough copies, I guess they will. So yeah, <laughs> I guess if there's if they order a hundred thousand of this undeluxe number one, then you will definitely see a number two. So. Oh yeah, absolutely. <laughs> uh, the only other thing I've gotten images on forty six is Inferno Inferno Girl Red Book One Issue One, uh, which is so uh, Inferno Girl Red was introduced in the Massive Verse, uh, <laughs> in uh, the the book called Super Massive. Uh, back in February of this year and was actually a Kickstarter book from March of 2021. Uh, so it's been around for quite some time and we knew that we'd eventually get a print in the image would publish it at some point in time. And now that some point in time has happened. So this is just another book in the massive verse, uh, which I don't know. I don't know how many more they can really add to it before they get mm-hmm. diminishing returns on it. I think before it becomes too massive. That's right. Yes. <laughs> what page was that on, Chad? That was on forty-six. Okay. You guys, what else do you guys have in image? My, anything? Oh, yeah. My first else? things. My first things. Fifty-six. The Nemesis Reloaded. I know this is. I mean, by the way, I'm reading this must be a character or a concept that's been around previously, yes. right? Mm-hmm. But I've never seen it before, and it reminds me of the Mark Wade. Barry Kitson Empire series with the the uh, the lead character is basically a villain who really only uses his powers to terrorize people. So <laughs> it looks pretty cool. Do you did you guys ever see Empire or read Empire? I don't think so. No. What was was it like? Uncorruptible. Oh. Mm-hmm. Yeah, the... there was a couple different. I mean, it was first put out by like DC or Vertigo or something, but it was creator owned. It was Wade okay. creator owned, and then it went to another publisher. Okay, 
Incorruptible. Um, I can't remember. Incorruptible sounds right. Yeah. 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 Okay. There were a couple of different like it. it there were of the same kind of word. Like a I an in something yes. and there were like three different ones for like three different sections of the story, I think. <laughs> Very Doctor Doomish type character. And on sixty two is my next I, I'm I'm out of image. Go ahead, you're you good. Guys have an image. I just want to mention the public domain, uh the five issue run um by Chip Zdarsky is now collected in its uh you know, in a trade paperback. Um so it's one of those things. I liked it enough. I might just go ahead and get it in a trade as well and put it on the shelf. Scott, you're missing out not having the full book. Image has this whole new layout for their pages, okay. and they're like full color pages where they have like the cover of the book is mm-hmm. the entire background of the page. Uh, uh, so there's cool. like not a lick of white anywhere. <laughs> and I read there's a bunch of first appearances in this previews catalog, so the catalog will be worth millions. <laughs> it's worth a lot, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Uh-huh. <laughs> sure, sure. <laughs> I'm all right now. I'm out of image. Okay, we end the boom. Yes. Uh, all right. So uh, Mosley number one. This is a five issue series, and the basic premise is that you have a custodian who works for a these various tech giants and he basically has decided that it is time to get revenge on all of the tech gods so uh basically read this as the custodian is out to take down google and facebook slash meta and apple and uh, he's going to do that with his janitorial uh <laughs> knowledge <laughs> and skills so uh, yeah, just the the IT potential tie-in for this has me. Uh, it, it's definitely going to be satire, but uh, I think I'm going to have to give this a shot. From both. And it's only five issues, so it makes you wonder if there's a little satire to it because you've got you know a, a black man with a hammer, and you think, well, that's been done before with John Henry Irons, and then more mm-hmm. recently with Black Hammer and Dark Horse. And steel and uh, DC. Well, that, that's what's John Henry yeah. Irons. Oh, is steel, okay. Yeah. I, okay. I'm sorry. I was going back yeah. to the actual fable. Like John Henry. Yeah. <laughs> oh yeah, yeah. That's yeah, John Henry. Yeah. So it's like, well, boy, they're they're really they're really wearing this one out. But maybe it'll be a good story. Yeah, maybe. So I, I'm I'm gonna give it a shot. So that that is for sure. So. Okay. That's the only thing I have from Boom. I don't know if you guys got anything else from Boom. That's all I've got too. I just mentioned, I want to mention on page 102, the many deaths of Layla Starr. I've heard about this so many times. Don't know the first thing about it. It's won awards, I think. Um, been critically reviewed um, or got great critical reviews. And it's coming out um, with a, uh, this is a, a deluxe edition hardcover. I don't know if either one of you guys have read it, but it might be. I if have issue one, but I've never read it. Is that right? Okay. It, I mean, everything I've ever heard on podcast or read online, it just this um, Ram V is the uh, writer mm-hmm. and they just they just completely laud it. So it's I earmarked it just for that reason. I'm not sure if I'll get it or if I'll read it online, but um, if I like it enough, I might get the hard copy. So I'm up to Dark Horse then. I've been going first, everyone. Why don't you guys go first? <laughs> <laughs> just don't steal my book that I want to talk about. Mark, Mac, uh, Mac Kent's your guy, right? He's Scott? my guy. Yeah, he's one. Of, yeah. One twenty, page one twenty. Uh-huh. Uh huh. Spy superb. Spy yep. superb. Yeah. Is that something you were going to mention? Absolutely. Let, I'll let you talk about it. Okay. Then. All right. So this is the next book. So we had the mind management bootleg first. 
Mm-hmm. Right? And now we have our second uh, title from Buck's House, which is Spy Superb. This is going to be one of those uh, humor spy books. So we basically have, I guess they're kind of describing it as somebody who isn't a spy, but thinks they're a spy and then ends up on a spy mission <laughs> and has rushed yeah, out to get him. So he's got the little pencil mustache. He looks like a goofball on the cover. Uh, and he's actually, it's his uh, his wife that is doing the uh, coloring and uh, on this particular book, if I remember correctly. Charlene Kent. Charlene Kent, yes. Yeah. So I think she's doing the coloring. They don't, they aren't, they don't have her listed in the actual credits. She's on the cover of the book. So, yeah, it's a, it's got a little C next to her, so I'm assuming that means colorist. Yeah, so uh, so yeah, so he's uh, they've worked together on some stuff in the past, so but now you got the husband and wife uh, team, the spy superb. I will definitely uh, be picking this one up. I love the description that uh, he's the useful idiot. I mean, yeah. the character in here, he's the spy who doesn't even realize he's a spy. <laughs> <Yep>. <laughs> I can relate. <laughs> Uh, I got on page 124 is Stranger Things, the mini ghosts of Dr. Brenner. Uh, This is another mini series from Stranger Things, uh, getting some history on our Dr. Brenner, our papa. Uh, So uh, so this might be cool. I I mean, the the guy is kind of built around being a mystery uh, throughout the whole series. So getting a little bit of backstory might be a cool thing. It's definitely worthy of a, a comic book mini series, I would think. So we'll see. Okay. Okay. Is IDW next or is Dynamite next? I think Dynamite's next. Yes, Dynamite. Yeah, next. Dynamite. Right. Um, Darkwing Duck. Yeah, there you go. You go ahead. So. <laughs> <laughs> On one fifty-eight and one fifty-nine, we. I'm assuming that Dynamite has now acquired the license for probably all of the Disney afternoon characters, like the the cartoon. Uh, run of that uh, would be my guess since they all kind of seem to come in a package generally. Um, and so we are now getting Darkwing Duck issue one along with our Gargoyles number two uh, this month. And so it's kind of the same thing. They've got a bunch of awesome uh, variant covers that they're doing for Ten it. They've got covers. Ten <laughs> covers. Yes. <laughs> And uh, and they're picking up the story where it left off. Same, you know, same character. They're not doing anything different. It's just more of the same. Makes me wonder, like, uh, I'm curious if we're going to end up with more uh, standalone issues. Like, are we going to get a, a a tailspin? Are we going to get a Rescue Rangers? Are we going to get DuckTales through this? Or, you know, what I would like to see what they used to do, uh, you know, when I was a kid is, you'd get like the little Disney afternoon book or the comic that had like, it was an anthology and some of them are ongoing each month. You'd have a little seven page story of, of, a, of something. And then sometimes you'd have a little, just one shot in there. And uh, then you got all your characters living together. Um, so I don't know, I guess it'll depend on how well these books do. Uh, but I'm, I'm digging it. I'm not as big of a Darkwing fan as I'm a Gargoyles fan, but I'm, I'm definitely picking this up. I know a lot of people are, have fond memories of Darkwing Duck, so. Yes. I think that's all I have from the front of the book, the bigger publishers. Oh, wow. Yeah, I got stuff from the small publishers in the back, but from the bigger publishers, that's all I got, so. I've got something in Aftershock on page 218. Where are you at, Shed? Um, well, I was going to talk about real quick. Um, I, don't, I don't even know if this is, I don't know if it's good or not, but 
it caught my eye because you don't see a lot of green hornet things is like on 180 in dynamite is green hornet uh one night in bangkok one shot um but i was i was like oh you don't see i mean every once in a while they'll use their green hornet license but it's not consistently and i kind of like that that character so it's a one shot not yeah. a lot of risk in there on that one yeah yeah and then I'm not till 2.36. All right. Earmark this page, or virtually earmark it if you're Scott and you're on digital. Yeah. Um, page 218, Astronaut Down, Trade Paperback. I've been picking up the uh, original issues. It's a five-issue miniseries by James Patrick and art by Rubine. Rubine. Yeah. And it's it's one of the best science fiction stories I've read in a while. And it might even be something we want to read as a group sometime and talk about it because it's really kind of a unique premise. I don't want to really say too much because it'll, it, let's just say that it's, he's not an astronaut in the traditional sense. And, uh, it's pretty cool. Um, very compelling. I, I, I reckon if you haven't been picking up the issues, either buy this trade, pick up the back issues, look at it, read it on digital, whatever, but it's awesome. I have the first issue. I have not picked up anything past the first issue. Well, we can talk later about whether we want to maybe read this sometime. I'd okay. be definitely open for that. Cool. You guys done with the bigger publishers in the front? You got anything else? No, I think yeah, I got some. We're okay. alphabetically publishing now. My I'm in a blaze now. With, uh, oh. Okay, so I'm at bands of bards, so whatever we get to the bees, let me know. Okay. Shad, you said I, 236, didn't you? Yeah, I'm flipping. Well, you're looking the I same forgot. thing I am, I bet. I'll let you talk about it. Yes. Yeah, this uh, Black Sun on yes, page 236. Cool. <laughs> it looks really like I, w- I had to read the, the, the kind of concept behind it a couple of times because I was like, okay, or Children of the Black Sun. I keep just calling it Black Sun, but there's a longer title in it um and it's so this is a a horror book uh and it's kind of takes place 12 years after this event happened where when the sun rose it was a black sun instead of a regular yellow sun uh and it made people kind of go nuts and all the children that were born that day have all grown up to have like white hair ashy skin abnormal proportions eyes that are red and so they're known as the children of the black sun and so it's 12 years later and there's all this fear in this town of uh you when could this happen again we never we don't know when a black sun will happen ever again and so these kids are just kind of treated poorly uh because they're just this abomination that from this horrible event that happened and they go out into the woods and go on this journey to kind of find themselves and who they are. And it, yeah, it just seems like a really neat concept. Yeah, even with the, the character or the creators are sort of no names to me. Um, yeah. The concept looks fantastic. And I can't stop singing the Soundgarden song every time I see that title, Black Hole Sun. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it, it looks good, though. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm up to. Uh, would you? This is AWA, two seventy six. I'm in the B's on the publishers, so. Okay, and I'm not tell fancy graphics, so we're good. Go ahead. Okay, j- this is a Trojan. Um, I'm yep. catching up with why I flagged it. It kind of reminds me a little bit of the um, Far Sector, 
the Green Lantern miniseries with Joe um, Moline. Um, and basically, I'll do what I do when I, I can't remember what a, a book is about. I'll just read what it says on a page here. Once upon a time, we lived alongside legends, creatures of myth, centaurs, fauns, gorgons, kelpies, gnomes, and more. They were spectacular, majestic, powerful, peaceful, pure. In comparison, we were ugly. Oh, my gosh, this is pretty repetitive. But anyway, after driving these legends... What's that? Yeah. <laughs> After driving these legends to the fringes of societies, an uglier form of mythos takes shape in the form of rumors of live snuff snows and a dark web high rollers. Four dark web high rollers. Anyway, you got a protagonist named Nessa, and she enlists the help of a hacker to take a tour of the grisliest corners of the dark web, and she sets in motion a war between those who peddle mankind's darkest fantasies in a world that transcends imagination. It's a fantasy thriller, thriller full of wonder and horror. Yeah, so it, the art looks really good too. It looks like art that I like, and um, it it just seemed pretty. It really caught my attention. I actually had that flag too. Um, I just had it in the wrong. I had it in the incorrect order, so because <laughs> 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 it showed up too. Yeah, because the whole dark web tie-in to me was what uh, what interested me particularly about. The yeah, so think Spider-Man will show up. <laughs> uh, probably not so maybe different different, different dark, dark web. web yeah different dark web so gotcha but i'm definitely gonna pick that one up too so uh, you say your band of bards yeah bands of bards is the publisher the book it's uh 280 280 okay so it's uh coins of judas so basically the premise it's a two issue so it's not a big commitment but basically the premise is, is that the 30 silver coins uh, that bought, uh, that paid off Judas, right, are basically these cursed items. There's this mm. family that is has to basically protect those from falling into demonic hands. So, and then one of the protectors dies, so it's like, what happens after these events with the loss of the coins and stuff? So, so yeah, absolutely something that I find, the idea I find pretty intriguing. So that is, uh, I'm going to be picking that up. Again, two issues, so it's not like it's a huge... Uh, huge commitment and then maybe the uh, this writer artist pair press me i'll keep an eye out for him for stuff in the future but from this the end of bards cool. yeah so my next thing's that fair square comics so let's get to the f's um right before me so you're, okay. I'm good on this side. So. All right. Well, I'll go ahead and if you guys want to back up, that's fine. So we have Beyond Topia, uh, Beyond Topia Legends. So what um, caught my eye is this is actually it's an anthology series talking about folklore uh, reimagined. It's like uh, I think it was uh, India. Okay. Now I've lost where it said the country of origin. Or oh, Indonesia, excuse me. Okay. Buy monthly series together, the best artists from Indonesia and the world, right? And it's basically being retold or reimagined for American audiences. So this is definitely some mythology that I am not at all familiar with. So hmm. I've always been a mythology fan, so I think I'm going to have to give this a shot. It's expensive at twelve ninety nine. Uh but how many sixty four. Sixty four. Okay, so it's you know more than more than a triple size book so i think that's probably a pretty reasonable price sure. so i think i'll, I think I'll and, give that a shot and that's on page 306 for anybody playing along at home <laughs> thank you 
Uh, and then my next one is in Fantagraphics on page 310. Is uh, a collection called The Queer Visitors from the Marvelous Land of Oz, the complete comic strip saga from 1904 to 1905. I like The Wizard of Oz and all that stuff quite a bit. And this is a, a cool collection that is the... Uh, the newspaper strips from there was uh, of the same name. And then there's also a collection called Scarecrow and the Tin Man that's collected in this. Um, I don't know if I'm going to pick it up because it's uh, $75. That's so kind of a pricey mm. collection, but uh, I definitely wanted to note it because the, the collections of old newspaper strips are uh, always something neat to at least get a, a look at. I don't, the, the content's not always great when you're like story wise, but it's just really cool to look at that stuff. I have found that, that, that L Frank Baum fans are very discerning. They're very, you know, finicky when it comes to the material. So, and you, there have been a lot of poor, um, you know, later, I mean, stuff from the nineties and two thousands, that was just terrible, but this looks like, I mean, this is like from the original strips, and that that would be really mm-hmm. interesting to see how that came across. Yeah. Hmm. I'm on 314, which is that, you know, that segment you guys usually, Scott usually points out for me. Oh, the tomorrow um, segment? No, this is the creator you should know, Russ Heath. Oh. Um, he was inducted into the Overstreet, Overstreet Hall of Fame in 2016. And I'm just going to read there. Uh, I, I really intended today, if I had time, to do a little digging and do some research on Russ Heath to kind of round this out. But let's just say that Russ was is a, a mainstay in war books from the 60s forward. Um, he's uh, His art is featured on the cover of the uh, 2016 comic book price guide. Uh, but he did everything from G.I. Combat to Star Spangled War Stories to All-American Men of War. Um, I, I can't even really tell you how many pages of work he's done, but it's, it's way, way, way up there. And, you know, when you're, when you're kind of cut your teeth on superhero comics, you sort of don't really appreciate the art that comes across in the war stories. And, and, and I think it's because a lot of the stories were so formulaic and, you know, they weren't really that interesting. There was no larger story arcs. It was a one and done deal all the time. It was and it was just kind of repetitive, but the art is really what sold, I think, a lot of the war stories or the war comics. So Russ Heath, uh, hats off to him. Um, and I, I don't know that anything happened. He's he's oh, he's a living legend. So that's a good thing. <laughs> <laughs> so anyway, <laughs> I don't have anything left that I think is on side one. I got a couple of things on side two. You guys okay. finish up side one. Okay. Plus, on, I forgot to talk about something from tomorrow's, then I'll point out something from tomorrow's. Yeah, yeah, I haven't gotten there yet. I'm on two on, or 329. Where are you at, Shed? Uh, 327. Okay. All right. So uh, this is just a monster sighting, kind of, uh, from Humanoids. Uh, we are getting a Bela Lugosi, The Rise and Fall of Hollywood's Dracula, which is a uh, just a biography, a comic book biography of Bela Lugosi, who... Obviously, is famously Dracula, as well as many other uh, iconic roles uh, in that world. So that's just that's our monster spotting for the month. I have a couple on side two. But I don't have anything on side one. So. <laughs> <Miss that. laughs> uh, on page three twenty nine from Hyperion Books, we have the art of coloring Schoolhouse Rock. 
I was hoping you were going to talk about that one. Man. Um, and actually, it's probably the schoolhouse right below us, the Schoolhouse Rock updated official guide. I'm not really going to, I w- didn't intend to talk about a coloring book, but Schoolhouse Rock, for anybody that was born between like 1970 and 1990, um, you knew about Schoolhouse Rock. Schoolhouse, Schoolhouse Rock. Yes, <laughs> you you learned what a conjunction was from conjunction junction. What's your function? You knew how the basic mechanics of legislation work from I'm just a bill, just a lonely old bill that started on Capitol Hill or whatever. Okay. You know, Interplanet yeah. Janet, she's a galaxy girl. Oh gosh, <laughs> I'm telling you, that has more nostalgia for me than uh, just it's just just about anything else in this book. So. I, I'm going to get for sure this updated official guide to Schoolhouse yeah. Rock. I mean, it's it's 112 pages, 18 bucks. It's just a little like eight by eight book. It's nothing crazy, and uh, but it's got all the lyrics to all the songs. It's got trivia. It's got behind the scenes stuff. I was like, that's a yeah. cool little guide. Oh, and you, I mean, that's how I learned the preamble to the United States Constitution. <laughs> <laughs> that's how I learned it. I mean, seriously. It's awesome. Okay. Uh, I'm good for 369 until 369. Um, I got 375. Go ahead. Okay. Why is this earmarked? Um, <laughs> oh, <laughs> I should have wrote it down, but thank good. Okay. Only in a previews catalog, and they do this every month, you'll find an example of this. Only in a previews catalog will you find on one corner of the page a kid's book called Worm and the Caterpillar are Friends. And on the other corner, you have, you'll find a book called Fun Girl, the Vulva Viking. <laughs> on the, so, I mean, only here, folks. <laughs> only here. I like mm-hmm. that that's why you flagged it. <laughs> I know I was on the plane and I was probably said something out loud like, what the hell? <laughs> Oh, you could tell 375. What is he looking at? (laughs) (laughs) You get to all those anime statues and stuff. Oh, I know. I know. I'm like, I'm (laughs) quick so they don't, the guy next to me doesn't go, oh, you creepo. On 375 is a book called Nightwalkers. I don't know if I'm excited about this or not. I don't think I am, but we'll still talk about it. Uh, It is a book written by Colin Bunn. Uh, it is a, about a, it kind of, it's about a, an isolated area, a rehab center that, uh, doesn't have any, uh, it's kind of shut off from the world and hence isolated, I guess I've doubled up on words. Um, and it gets, it, uh, gets, uh, what's the word? Uh, the people, the bloodthirsty monsters, uh, come to the area. I'm assuming vampires, vampires. we can just call them. Um, and so kind of a, a cool concept, but also one that's been done over and over and over again. Night, so right? it like it's a 30 days of night. Exactly. Yeah. And yeah. They're not just isolated. They're completely isolated. Oh yeah. That's true. <laughs> All, caps. <laughs> All capitalized. So, so it's like, yeah, there could be a cool take. I don't know what would the rehab facility. I don't know what that makes it unique about. Like there's nothing that I can think of, but they're leaning heavily on it with, like the needle on the cover and everything of like of that side. Mm-hmm. But I just don't see where the angle is to get overly excited about it. But you know, somebody might think it's cool. So yeah, I'd bring it up. Horror book. 
378 for me. Okay. I'm not, I'm good till 400. Sham Comics. Now, I haven't bought Sham Comics since uh, Dan mentioned it to me a year or two ago. And I really enjoyed it, but I don't know how many of these can I really read and enjoy. But I will be picking up this one. It's called Sham Comics, The Pacemaker. It's it's a riff off of The Peacemaker, of course. And it, it looks like it would be hilarious because... Heart-stopping tales. <laughs> yes. Heart, yeah. Oh, my. So it's, you know, it's four bucks for 36 pages, pages of where they take, in this case, not golden age material, but um, it's it's uh, silver age material. And they will, well, I, I'm surprised that they'd be able to do it because I thought Peacemaker was a DC property uh, or has the rights, but apparently they're able to do what they normally do and take the art and add their own, uh, you know, uh, script and, 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 and dialogue to it. So. We'll see, but you know that's something I'm gonna get. That may it's, I don't know if it is like a character that maybe at some point fell into the public domain briefly, and they can do certain oh, public domain. And, true. Yeah. Yeah. yeah it's, it's it's hard to say. Yeah. <laughs> Good till four hundred. Oh, buddy. Oh, buddy. I've got a double page. I got two corners. Okay, on page. 387 we're in the tomorrow's realm it looks like so under back issue 142 it's the um superboy bronze age adventures issue and uh it covers everything from the superboy live action tv series um to it looks like a lot of his silver age stuff so uh that's back issue 142 and then oh that's offered again we already talked about that before so i'm not going to bring that up what about um, the Don Heck, a work of art? That is my, yes, that is my, the reason I cornered the other page, the backside of that. Now, as a kid, I, I used to just cringe when I'd see a George Perez cover and then open up the inside and it'd be Don Heck. I just would just, oh, no, 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 no. But I've seen earlier works by him from the 60s at Marvel, and it was actually pretty good. So um, anyway, I don't know that I'm I think I flagged this more to tell that story than to say I'm going to buy this biography. Um, but the real reason it looks like I, I flagged this page is the team up companion, which I know has been solicited before and I still haven't ordered it. This covers everything from, you know, Marvel's two and one. Marvel team up brave and a bold DC comics presents that looks like a, a book that, co- you know, that covers all the stuff that I really have loved in comics, you know, group books and team up books. So that's on page three eighty eight. And that's all. That's all I got for the front of the book. All right. My last one is on 400 from what not publishing. Uh, and, uh, this is exiled or the exiled, depending on what page you read it on. It seems like they're a little confused or it's, it's referred to as the exiled in the, uh, in the description of it. Uh, this is a, a story written kind of by Wesley Snipes, probably idea by Wesley Snipes, uh, written by the other folks that are listed there, Keith Aram and Adam Lawson. Uh, and this is a an, another. This is our second like retired detective story. 
uh, who <laughs> who catches up with a, a killer. But this is Seven meets Blade Runner, and this is another Blade. Was the other yeah, one Blade Runner too? Black was that the Black Cross? The Black Cloak. Black Cloak, yeah. So uh, yeah, I don't, I don't know, but uh, this is about this this uh, detective that's searching for a serial killer who's using mysterious ancient tools to rip the spines out of his victim. Um, so I don't know. It seems like it's just gonna. It feels like a very nineties comic kind of vibe going on with that one uh like it sounds like a patrick swayze roadhouse you know ripping body parts out (laughs) that was just their throats come on now (laughs) (laughs) this is more mortal combat and uh what was it scorpion that ripped out the spines oh yeah (laughs) uh but that's all i've got lots of covers for that one uh there's even a blade runner uh homage cover for this book I think I yeah I sit with Wesley Snipes on the cover. Yep. <laughs> you think you think maybe he wants to be in another movie and he's hoping that this gets optioned. Yeah, this, this definitely maybe. feels like a a pilot that didn't get picked up or something that he was like, well I'll do a proof of concept with a comic maybe. There you go. Yeah. <laughs> I've right, got a couple of things on side two. So um, they're from Iron Studios. I don't know how far it's a couple of statues. I don't know where that's at in the in the book. Um, but uh, I don't even know how you tell. Yeah, I don't. I don't either. So anyway, I'll just I'll just mention them. So from uh, you have the Universal Monsters. There's a Dracula Bela Lugosi statue. It's a tenth scale. Comes in both a deluxe and standard version, right? Mm-hmm. And what there's also an accessory kit that you can buy with the um, the Dracula Bela Lugosi one that has like a coffin and like some bats and stuff like that. So I guess you can. You can decorate up your Dracula statue. And then That's on page 57, uh, and I wouldn't be surprised if that ends up at Muddy Monster Comics. Oh, I think there's a real good chance. Along with, probably also on that page or on the next page, mm-hmm. yep. there's a Universal Monsters Wolfman that has a deluxe version and a standard version. Now, it does mm-hmm. not have the accessory kit that I saw, unless there's one on the catalog that I just missed it. So No. So anyway, big fans of the Universal Monsters and... They did look pretty cool, so uh, I think this the paint job is a little bit more detailed on the deluxe version than it is the standard version. So. Yeah, and the the deluxe end up being like there's more in the scene of it. So like in the Wolfman, the the standard edition is just on like the dirt kind of thing, like he's standing, kind of walking, uh, and then the deluxe edition is like he's in a graveyard and there's gravestones around him on the on the little platform. So. The scenery becomes a little bit more complex, I guess. <laughs> that was the only thing I had marked as well on the side. Oh, okay. All right. So I had one thing on the back side as well. And it's on page forty five. Have either of you watched Peaky Blinders? I have not. No. Now it it's it's an excellent series. It's it's a it's sort of a British slash Irish uh gangster it's like the untouchables in the early 19th 1900s um right after world war one and all of those veterans from world war one um a lot of those you know poor gypsies and and the and the the jewish population they all had their own gangs but it's it's a really good show and they've got a statue here that really took took me by surprise i never thought i'd see a statue of Arthur Shelby, who's one of the stars of Peaky Blinders. <laughs> and um, 
you know, if I just had money just to throw away, I'd spend 160 bucks on it and, you know, just put it on the shelf and see if my wife knows who it is. But is it a Killian, <laughs> Killian Murphy statue? A Killian Murphy? Uh, is, you mean as the artist or the Paul sculptor? Anderson is the actor. The oh, I don't know who the... Okay. So I don't it's know. The, it's not the Thomas Shelby character. It's the Arthur Shelby. Yeah, character. it's Arthur, his brother. Okay. Yeah. Okay. And Thomas Shelby was the guy that played, uh, the guy that plays him is. Killian Murphy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And he okay. played the Scarecrow in the yep. the Nolan Batman movies. Yeah. Yep. It's really would take you by surprise to find that because on the spread of two pages that this is on. Every single other character statue is a Marvel character statue. And then yes. in the corner is the Peaky Blinders. <laughs> yeah. You guys are probably going, what is he looking for on that page there? <laughs> All right. So I guess that be done. We got through the catalog. That's it. The book All is right. closed. All right. So I don't know. Mike, you want to go first? You got an investment pick? Oh, I've been studying for a couple of days on this, Scott. Yeah. As you know that I... As I do, and as I always do, and I'm looking at um, a potential first appearance of uh, one of Raven's siblings who are (laughs) showing up in Lazarus Planet Legends Reborn, number one, the one shot that we talked about earlier. Um, So I have a feeling that there's a movie and TV possibilities for these characters. So, you know, I think you should get five or six copies apiece. Dad, what about you? Um, yeah, we've got another number one in the massive verse, so I've got to flag that as an investment pick, of course. So Inferno Girl Red, book one, number one, though that's not her first appearance in the massive verse. Uh, we'll, we'll call that an investment pick there. I am, even though it's only a cover and not a story, that Disney variant, yeah, Amazing Spider-Man 17, as long as it's not like a one in a hundred or whatever, I think people are going to see that and going to go nuts, not even care what is inside the book. They're just going to want that book for the cover. Mm-hmm. So absolutely, I'm buying a few copies of that as long as it's a you know, you know, free to order of whatever quantity that you want. Yeah, I think it's just a. Uh, I don't print. think it was anything special. No, I didn't see about anything about it being a one in ten or one in twenty five nope. or whatever. Not at all. Um, There's not even a Disney 100 black and white variant of it. That one's probably a. Uh, that one's probably a. a I'd be a one in one hundred or something. Yeah, one in one hundred or something like that. So, but we'll see once we actually get around to being able to place an order for that. So. Right. Yeah. All right. So, Mike, what are you looking forward to? What do you want to read out of this month? You know, I'm a debate. I've been debating this, and there's a couple things in the the big book I could say that I'm looking forward to, but I think more so than anything is Action Comics uh, number 1051. It's sort of going to be the the next status quo for action comics and i may very well be dis- disappointed but uh i won't know until i read it so i'm looking forward to see just how that is how i receive that and uh we'll decide whether i keep buying action comics after that well i'm glad i could point that out for you <laughs> yeah as usual <laughs> Uh, I'm going to have to go with Darkwing Duck number one. Uh, just just curious what they're going to do with all this. Though I am also excited about that Children of the Black Sun book. Uh, that seems like it might be a pretty neat concept. For me, part of me wants to stay Spy Superb. But I'm actually yeah. going to say Mosley. Because the idea of getting even with the tech giants 
I just uh, the the too big <laughs> to fail type of a thing. The custodian. I, I'm of course I'm I'm picking I'm gonna pick up both of those books, but uh, but Mosley kind of has me a little bit uh, intrigued. So I, I'm definitely interested in reading that first book from Boom. I don't know if I've ever said something from Boom is what I'm most interested in in a particular month. So so we'll just we'll just go with that Mosley. All right. One. All right. So uh shad what is going to be our next episode all right episode 146 we're going to be covering the uh she hulk series that's on disney plus uh all what is it nine episodes something like that seven <laughs> i'll look it up somewhere Where's in there uh all of the episodes all of season one all i guess we'll the say. episodes oh. and then we'll be we're going to cover issues one through five of public domain the image uh chip zadarsky written and drawn book right He's, yep Double duty it on is. that, yeah. Yes. So we'll be covering both of those on 146. And you are correct. It is nine episodes. Okay. And it was a weird number. Yeah, I didn't think. I thought it like was seven, but yeah, I was wrong. <laughs> there, I'm wrong again. So I'm <laughs> over my limit. <laughs> <laughs> it doesn't seem like nine. That that series kind of went by quickly. Um, which I, I guess I, is a good I, thing. I think I blocked out episode nine. I think it's part of the reason why. So. <laughs> Yeah. Um, but we'll talk about that next episode. So. That's yes. right. <laughs> All right, Mike, if somebody wanted to reach out to you, where would they do that at? Me, myself, moi, uh-huh. m.atchison90 at gmail.com. All right. Dad, what about you? Uh, you can find me on uh, Facebook at Shad Schubert. That's S H A A D S C H U B E R T. And I'm Scott Reed. You can find me at BurgComics.com, B-U-R-G Comics. And I'm going to pay a little bit more attention uh, now moving forward for the next few months to my eBay store and uh, Facebook buy, sell, trade page since I don't have any conventions coming up for a little while. I'm going to take the winter months off and just go back to posting stuff online. All right, well, that does it for now. And we'll be back soon with another Mine on a plane, so it's a, just a bunch of dog-eared pages. <laughs> Not a bunch. I don't have a lot of ear.